0: Sometimes dollar-cost averaging means you buy high, and sometimes it means you buy low. And today, we're getting ready to buy low. Are you ready to get your DCA stack on? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 26, 2022. And that means it is DCA Wednesday. Today is going to be stack number 27 in this journey we began six months ago, all the way back in July 2021. And as you know, if you've been following us, we've been stacking $20 every Wednesday. And today it is time to do that again. But real quick, a look at the vital statistics. We currently find ourselves at a block height of 720,523. Bitcoin is currently up a little bit from our last episode at $36,505 a coin, or approximately 2,739 sats per cuck buck, 2739 Moscow time. It has been 77 days since we hit our all-time high of 69,000, and we are down about 47% still. Bitcoin activities picked up, however, The mempool currently is going to take approximately nine blocks to clear with 10,848 transactions pending, and the 24-hour transaction volume is up a tiny bit. It's currently 2.94 transactions per second. On our uh, weekend update podcast a couple days ago, it was down to 2.45 transactions per second, whereas last DCA Wednesday was 3.24 transactions per second. So we'll take 2.94, and obviously the mempool filling up shows that there's more on-chain activity, and that is a good sign. Also, we are still a ways away from the next network difficulty adjustment. Uh, it, As you know, we just had a difficulty adjustment because our network hash rate was at an all-time high, a brand-new all-time high in hash power. Uh, however, we're now looking at a slightly downward adjustment. We were looking at a downward adjustment, uh, a little higher of a downward, bigger of a downward adjustment because on Sunday blocks were averaging a 10 minute and 29 second uh, period. And now uh, they're coming in about every 10 minutes and 19 seconds on average. So obviously that that uh, whether or not we have an upward or downward adjustment is subject to change as the hash rate fluctuates. Uh, We're not talking, uh, we're talking until like February 3rd before the next adjustment comes. But we were at one point in time looking at almost a 6% decrease in uh, network difficulty. And now it's more like 3.1%. So again, subject to change, but that shows that the hash rate is recovering a little bit from the dip that it took for whatever reason last week. Real quick, a look at what's making the news. Surprise, surprise, the Fed did not raise interest rates, leaving rates unchanged today despite the out and absolute total panic on Wall Street that quantitative easing was somehow going to end, that as Max Kaiser were, would is so famous for saying that they would find a way to, quote, taper the Ponzi scheme. Of course, Max says you cannot taper a Ponzi scheme. And uh, we know that basically we've been in, in QE infinity since twenty. 20- 2008. So a lot of people out there were saying that this was a bluff. There's no way that they're going to raise rates, at least not significantly, and risk tanking the market, uh, especially since they will not be able to pay their own debts uh, if they raise rates too high. I was listening to a podcast this weekend. I don't remember. I apologize which podcast for not remembering which one it was, but they had mentioned the last time that the Fed tried to end tapering, they bankrupted 44 countries or something along those lines. So for a lot of us, we were expecting this to be a nothing burger, and as a result, Bitcoin traded up to as high as thirty nine thousand dollars this afternoon on this quote unquote news before retreating to where we find it now. The fed saying quote with inflation well above two percent and a strong labor market, the committee expects it will soon trademark be appropriate to raise the target rate for the federal the target range for the federal funds rate. Their next meeting, however, is not until March fifteenth and sixteenth If they do somehow manage to raise rates, it would be the first time since December 2018. And even if they raise it 25 basis points, uh, that's still pretty darn close to zero. In the more free money news, the Biden administration says they're, quote, desperate to keep the child tax credit payments and some of the other big spending proposals that were originally in Biden's Build Back Better plan, which they were unable to ram through Congress uh, last month. The child tax credit payments, as you remember, were paying each family with a child under 18 or whatever certain age, $300 a month uh, as a quote-unquote tax credit. Those ended this month, and um, now the administration is seeking, well, they had been seeking to keep them flowing for another year, at least through the midterm elections. Uh, There's no big surprise there that they would want to throw free money at people. Uh, And another indication that they don't, plan on slowing down the money printing at any time, because if they are going to renew the child tax credit and the other big ticket items and try and revive any of his build back better, the only way to do that is to spend more than they're taking in. And that is precisely what Bitcoin is meant to thrive in. Adam Meister at TechBalt, the Bitcoin Meister, also highlighted an interesting fact on his This Week in Bitcoin show recently, that the U.S. median income is currently equal to one Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That's right. One Bitcoin is worth an average of one human life. Correction, the average of the work of one human, uh, one human's life work for a year in the United States of America. And if you would listen to him some six odd years ago or so, you would have secured 10 years worth of average income for $5,000 or less. Also in the news, Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember the big panic just a few days ago that Russia was banning Bitcoin mining and cracking down on Bitcoin? Well, Vladimir Putin appears to be backing off of that by uh, commenting that any crackdown on BTC or any any risks that BTC might pose Russia need to be weighed against, quote, competitive advantages it provides this country. A lot of people out there have been speculating that Russia has been mining or see, and or secretly stackpiling, stockpiling Bitcoin for quite some time. It would not be the first time that Putin has mused about potentially using Bitcoin to subvert U.S. sanctions or to uh, undermine the U.S. dollar. So it does seem odd that Putin would uh, would seek to destroy a currency that that does give him some power over the United States, especially when it comes to things like what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, if he was worried about the United States sanctioning him for whatever they decide to end up doing there, uh, it certainly would make sense to be able to backdoor their economy through Bitcoin, and, and we know they're stockpiling gold to get away from uh, or to minimize the impact of any sanctions that the United States could level against his country if they minimize the amount of dollars that they use. Also, Turkey was cracking down, allegedly, on Bitcoin as well. However, as you know, El Salvador President Nayib Bukele just met with President Erdogan of Turkey, and now Turkey appears to be doing an about-face as well ordering the ruling party to, quote, explore cryptocurrencies. Now, that would be a harder one for me to believe that a dictator, uh, an authoritarian company that absolutely relies on absolute currency controls uh, like Turkey to allow Bitcoin. However, it could just be that they're recognizing the the inevitable. The the media has pointed out that Turkish citizens have been absolutely... pouring their money into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency as their lira has completely collapsed recently. And not for the first time either, mind you. Along the El Salvador news, the IMF and other traditional world financial powers keep bringing the FUD on El Salvador, who is, you could recall, tweeted DGAF, or doesn't give a flip, to the IMF a couple of days ago when they were trying to uh, threaten basically El Salvador, um, nonchalantly saying that basically that they're going to uh, that Bitcoin will not, not only pose risks, but that there will be consequences for them using Bitcoin as legal tender. Uh, again, the IMF he reiterated that today, calling for El Salvador to abandon Bitcoin as legal tender, saying, quote, large risks associated with the use of Bitcoin on financial stability, financial integrity, and consumer protection, as well as the associated fiscal contingent liabilities. Bukele responding in typical twitter boss fashion with a simpsons gif with the grandma saying i see you imf that's very nice Uh, i know some people think that um diane has some potentially dictatorial tendencies and that remains to be seen but the man is the twitter meme master Uh, and i so far am very impressed with what he appears to be doing in el salvador Uh, I am very, very bullish on both Bitcoin and on El Salvador. Naturally, Kathy Wood remains bullish on ARK, with Kathy Wood's ARK investment management firm predicting a price of nearly 1 million Bitcoin by 2030, writing in their recent report that as Bitcoin's market capitalization hit an all-time in 2021, ARK's research indicated that its network fundamentals remained healthy. To which I could reply in one word. Duh. You know, despite this big dip, everything in the news, with the minor exception of IMF, FUD, and with uh, things like Russia and Turkey threatening to crack down on Bitcoin, we, we all know those are nothing burgers. I and mean, when we saw China try and ban Bitcoin dozens of times, and the fact of the matter is Bitcoin is permissionless money. It doesn't care what Russia, it doesn't care what Turkey thinks. Uh, everything else as far as Bitcoin is concerned the news is just positive uh you know taproot and Schnorr signatures marching right along tick tock new block uh, adoption growing hodlers hodling the, the liquid supply of bitcoin dwindling as hodlers keep stacking more and more bitcoin really the fundamentals on bitcoin are just as solid as they have ever been the all-time record hash rate uh, for securing the network is another example it's even with the price being down there's more there's more computer power being dedicated to securing what is already by far the most secure monetary network ever developed last but not least in the financial news tesla has hoddled there was a lot of speculation about whether elon musk would dump his bitcoin holdings and tesla just released their fourth quarter earnings report today and it shows that they well they didn't buy any bitcoin but they also didn't sell any bitcoin so their bitcoin position has remained exactly the same um uh, i never bought that kind of fud but um uh, elon you know with his personal backflip um on on his statements about bitcoin uh he's not he he's 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 way smarter than that he's a pretty savvy individual i i think he he knows the potential of bitcoin in my personal opinion i don't think he's dumb enough to believe The ESG narrative out there, I think he's just pandering. I mean, he's in the electric car and the solar panel business, for crying out loud. So uh, the ESG peeps are his base customer. So it does not surprise me at all that uh, while he's bearish Bitcoin in some of his statements, um, that his financial uh, statements would show the exact opposite, that he's hodling, or at least his companies are continuing to hodl. All right, but what we're here today for is, it is DCA Wednesday, and let's get our stack on before something changes too dramatically with the price. Again, this is going to be the cheapest that we have ever stacked Bitcoin. Previously, the cheapest we've ever purchased Bitcoin was all the way back on August 4th of 2021. That was for $38,900. So we're looking at stacking approximately $2,400 cheaper than we've ever stacked before. Uh, While that puts our portfolio in the negative, uh, you know, we did buy on the bull run the way up to an all-time high. This is going to reduce our average cost basis significantly, hopefully. So we currently hold a stack of 1,028,434 sats, which we paid a total of $520 for, including about $12 in fees. Right now, that's only worth about $375.42, so we're down about $144. But again, dollar cost average is a long-term play. Uh, If you are in it to get rich quick, then uh, you need to go to the casino or play day trading on Robinhood or whatever those people do, because this is not that method. If you don't know, dollar cost average is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. They say time in the markets beats timing the markets every time it's tried. And indeed, some of the best-performing portfolios in all time are of dead people, deceased individuals whose families didn't realize the investments existed and they just exploded in value over the time because nobody was tinkering around the edges. Nobody was trying to outsmart the market. Again, this is not financial advice. Uh, This is for information purposes as I explore the theory of dollar-cost averaging. And hopefully uh, it will at least keep you entertained and maybe we'll both learn something or you can learn something from watching our trials and errors. Uh, and if you're stacking, uh, this is uh, going to be fun for both of us then. Again, we chose $20 and we chose Wednesdays. Some people DCA weekly, some people DCA every other week when they get their paycheck, for example. Some people DCA daily. Uh, some people even DCA by the minute. There's all kinds of crazy DCA plans out there. But weekly is pretty standard. And the reason we chose $20 is because $20 is a insignificant amount of money for the average person listening to this podcast. In some places in the world, $20 is a lot of money. But for the average person in my audience, $20 is what they would have dropped on Starbucks this morning or on a drive through at lunch or maybe on a couple beers after work. So it's an amount we chose because we figured even if just every Wednesday you cut out one little vice, maybe you're trying to stop smoking and you save $20 on cigarettes and put it into Bitcoin, whatever, you do you. But for us, we decided that we're going to invest $20 and we were going to do so every Wednesday. Again, they say never invest any money you can't afford to lose. Certainly do not invest any money you're going to need right away. If you need this money on the first of the month to pay your rent, then it is not money you should be investing in any thing, let alone in Bitcoin or any other risk on asset as Bitcoin is referred to. But again, I am not here to give you financial advice. You need to do your own research and decide for you decide for yourself what is appropriate for you. For us, it's twenty dollars and it's Wednesdays. And as usual, we're gonna make this stack using the Cash App. I use the Cash App because as I've said every week, it's just, what I think it's the easiest way to to do your DCA. They will let you automate your, your DCA stack, but as you know, I enjoy looking at the numbers. I enjoy watching the price. People say the best thing you can do for your sanity is not watch the price. And I like to say, well, watching the price is fine. Just don't watch your portfolio value fluctuate. Because if you haven't sold, You haven't made any of the money that you're looking at on paper and you haven't lost any of the money you're looking at on paper. And all that really matters is the future. And if you're investing in Bitcoin, you should have at least, at least a four-year time horizon coinciding with the halving cycle or the 210,000 block theory that, again, Adam Meister, TechBalt on Twitter, likes to espouse. Uh, Really, you should be looking more like 10 years. I'm never planning on selling my Bitcoin. I'm trying to build... uh, intergenerational nest egg for the future. Um, I believe that Bitcoin is going to be the new reserve asset or at least gold 2.0. It's where I want to stack away money that I want my kids or my grandkids to have access to one day. Certainly not something I'm planning on selling uh, this week, this month, this year, or even in the next four years. The other really cool thing about Cash App is that I don't keep any money on Cash App. So uh, I do have a debit card link to it. So adding money is instant. All I have to do is add cash. We're gonna invest $20, so I'm gonna enter $20. And just like that, I have 20 bucks in Cash App. And then we're gonna look at the bottom right-hand corner where the Bitcoin logo is. And we're gonna buy Bitcoin. Sometimes it lets me just click on $20. Sometimes it doesn't. This time 25 is one of the defaults. But for whatever reason, I manually enter $20. And it's going to ask me to confirm. And it says, we are going to be purchasing 53,602 sats for thirty-six at a price of $36,472.52. That's including a 45 cent fee. Cash App does charge about 2.25% fee to purchase, which is not the cheapest method for stacking Bitcoin. But when you're buying small amounts like this, I think it's personally negligible in my opinion. And as you know from listening to this podcast, they let me withdraw my Bitcoin to my hardware wallet for free. So some of that $0.45 is going to be made up for by the fact that I'm not going to be paying a mining fee when I have enough money that I feel like it's time to move it to my hardware wallet. So I'm going to click confirm. And boom, just like that, an extra 53,602 sats. And that raises our total down to 1,082,036 sats. That's currently worth $394.64. And it dropped our average cost basis all the way down. Our average cost basis, our average purchase price had been $50,562.31. Now it's $49,905.92. So that knocked $145 off our uh, average, no correction. It knocked. uh, well, it knocked us, it knocked, uh, it knocked six, almost more than $600 off of our average cost basis. So that's not too shabby. And that is the beauty of dollar cost averaging right there. Again, we've paid as high as 65,969 and now as low as 36,472. And, uh, and in, incidentally, um, DCA doesn't mean you can't also BTFD. Um, we certainly buy the dips when they come along. I bought the dip several times or caught the falling knife, as some people like to say. Between now and Wednesday, if you have some dry powder, like they like to say, uh, maybe an extra day that you're going to not go out with the, with the boys. and take that 50 bucks, you're going to blow on drinks and, and sock it away if Bitcoin happens to be at a particularly appealing price. Uh, I do that from time to time. I do not include that in our DCA stack because I'm exploring the power of dollar cost averaging, and I want to explore that purely. And if I were to, if I were to, uh, if I were to buy the dip with an extra hundred bucks, which is way out of line for the twenty dollar value that we invest monthly, um, that would just skew our results. So to keep the data pure, uh, we're not including our dip purchases, but. Rest assured, we are being buying the if-and-dip, just like uh, everybody else out there, all those hodlers, and, uh, and hopefully you are as well. But again, um, don't invest any money you can't afford to lose. Those are decisions you're going to have to make on your own. Uh, but DCA has been working out fairly well for us, and we are currently down, like I said, about $145 on our stack. Uh, we've been down for a couple of months now for a while we we're we were sitting pretty since we started it you know started purchasing at thirty eight thousand all the way up to sixty nine our portfolio looked really well but again, as they say it's easy to look like a genius during a bull run and I am not a i I am not of the opinion that this bull run has ended yet uh, the two hundred and ten thousand block theory might Say that you know might intend to indicate that the that the bear market's starting that we're looking at the time for the next crypto winter the equivalent of 2018. I just personally don't see that. We never really got to that point where your Uber driver was telling you all about his Bitcoin investment. You know, they as they say, you know, when you're getting stock tips from the shoe shine kid, you know that's the time to dump your stocks. That never really happened. We maybe had a little bit of euphoria in the spring when it hit at sixty thousand level the first time but we certainly didn't see that kind of blow off top euphoria uh when it hit 69 it just kind of stalled so uh, i don't see any reason to indicate that this bull run is over yet but even if it is if we're heading into a crypto winner if we're heading into a bear market uh, you know those those things tend to be cyclical in bitcoin and that just means uh, it's time to stack more sats at a better price i don't know about you but i was personally looking at my stack when Bitcoin was 69,000 thinking, man, I have nowhere near enough Bitcoin and I'll never have as much as I need now it's it's at 69,000. I mean, I don't have 69,000 to acquire a whole coin. But, you know, if Bitcoin goes back down to some people are saying 20, you know, great. That means, you know, 200,000 or that means $200 will get you a 100,000 sats or a million sats, correction, that are DCA, um, $20 $20 DCA purchase, instead of getting 50,000 sats, we'll get 100,000 sats. So if you're a hodler, uh, then you look forward to the bear market. Uh, I personally have a lot more fun on, online on the bear market as well. That's when all the best memes seem to come out. Although with Naya Bicali unseen, the meme games have definitely stepped it up. I don't know if you noticed, he changed his profile picture to, uh, to him in a McDonald's uniform. That was really trendy last week. Michael Saylor did the same thing. The internet is just more fun when, when Bitcoin prices are down. People tend to get, oh, they just get a little more uptight when when prices are high. You get the newbies that are coming in thinking that they know Bitcoin and, hi, I'm i brand new to Bitcoin and I'm here to help you change it kind of BS. And uh, and when you have real money, when you're looking at your bottom line, you look at that portfolio value, which is one of the reasons I say pay attention to the price but not your portfolio value, you start thinking about that as money you have, which you really don't until you sell but let's say you had one coin and you were looking at $69,000 in the equivalent of your Bitcoin checking account, and now you've only got $36,000 in that checking account, that, that can be that can be stressful. So when Bitcoin's down, um, it's fun to pick up cheaper sats. And hopefully you are following along and doing that as well, because four years from now, we're going to look back, in my humble opinion, and we're going to have a laugh that um, I even thought buying at 69,000 was high. Hopefully you've been enjoying the show. And if you do, there are a number of ways you can support us. The first the first and most easy way is that um, if you want to stack on Cash App and you don't already have Cash App, there is a referral link in the show notes. Cash App is not a sponsor. We do not get any money from Cash App to promote them or to shill them. However, if you click on that referral link and sign up for Cash App, you'll get five bucks just for signing up, and we'll get five bucks as well. That'll help us both out. If you're interested in hearing more of what I say, I have written a couple books, but the one that's most pertinent to this podcast is Understanding Bitcoin for Noobs. And you can get that at both Barnesandnoble.com or Amazon.com. And of course, if you purchase any of my books, that'll help me. You can also support us directly through Anchor.com. Anchor.com has a support. Uh, support the podcast link, and I've included that in the show notes. As well, I've included a Beige 32 address in the notes. If you are so inclined and would like to contribute Bitcoin, if you'd like to donate Bitcoin to help fund our DCA purchases, keep this podcast going. Again, we we don't have any sponsors. We're doing this show for free, and we're doing it because I, I love Bitcoin, and I like talking about Bitcoin. So uh, we'll keep doing this sponsorless and for free as long as we can. But if you would be so inclined, if you do feel like contributing, that would be greatly appreciated. You can do so any of those ways. Again, please follow us on Twitter. We are at BTC on Twitter, and you can contact us via email at we are a Bitcoin bulletin at protonmail.com. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover or if there's anything I'm glossing over that you would like more explanation on, you can hit us up on Twitter. Again, that's at Pod, or email me at Bulletin at ProtonMail.com. It's always fun to hear from you and I appreciate knowing what you like about the show and what you don't like about the show. But we are going to keep doing this one way or another till Bitcoin either goes to the moon, till it goes to zero, or till you just get bored and stop listening. Hopefully it's because we're seeing you at the moon, but in the meantime, keep stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.